Good evening, gentlemen, and welcome to the new and improved podcast. Yes. After slight technical difficulties yesterday, last night, this morning, I guess, on uh, the 7th of November, Craig decided to leave the podcast without letting me and Avery know. So we have absolutely nothing from that recording. Um, So, here we are. A new app called Anchor. Not new, it's only new to me because I don't know what the fuck to do in the podcast world, but hey. We're learning, and now we are entering a new phase, a new world. We're doing it. So uh, this is going to be a shorter podcast with just myself. Avery is at work. I didn't really feel like bothering anybody else since you guys don't give a fuck about being on here anyways. So I shall uh, start the podcast myself, finish it myself, do everything myself because, you know, (laughs) why not? I don't really give a but uh, alright, so let's go ahead and uh, do a quick recap of week 8. Let me see here. Um, a lot of low scoring games here. Um, I think we said like what, 7 teams underneath 100 points. That is super low with a full PPR scoring system. Um, I think I was the worst of them all, to be honest with you. So I don't really have much to say about anybody else doing shitty. Because I am right there in the same boat. So. Once again, some great radio you guys are listening to here. Give me one second. All right, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my game. Um... Robert Boyles had a solid outing. I think he scored was a 113 to my whopping 76. Um, embarrassing, to be honest with you. Um, whopping 1.5 from both my receivers. Kenny Galladay exited the game early, did not come back. Zeke and Davis both scored eight. Um, at least Rodgers isn't scoring three points from me anymore, I guess. But uh, Boyles comes away with a victory. Um, after a subpar game from his running backs, but everybody else had a pretty solid outing. He said he gets dubbed with 112.36 to be exact. Good job, Boyles. Good job. On to the next game. Um, another low-scoring outing. This one comes from Tanner. He drops drops down to 4-4 four and four with an 82, vic- er, 82 loss to 149 from Fuller. Um, said it once, said it twice, said it multiple times. Fuller team is really good. Uh, Dante Adams, another 30-point ball game. Russell Wilson, 28. Yeah, it's hard to beat that. Um, um, what else here? Uh, Tanner's running backs are iffy, I guess is a good way to say it. Obviously, we all know his wide receivers are really good, but his running backs are the iffy point, and it kept him back with an 82-point loss to Fuller's 150. The next game was another classic squeaker buyer by Ave. He had a uh, fat 95, gets the dub to Trey's 92. Let down week from Trey. He's had a pretty solid year. Sitting at 500 now, though, after the 92 points. 
with the L. Um, Justin Herbert, he's pretty good, rookie, scoring over 20 points all the time. Corey Davis has a nice floor and apparently a decent ceiling at the same time. And then, uh, other than that, Avery's running backs were slightly disappointing. Josh Jacobs got plenty of carries, plenty of yards, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think Avery said, he's got 14 carries in the past two games combined. That's going to be an issue. Um, looking over at Trey's team, I uh, started Homer and instead of Dallas. Dallas was definitely the play. He snapped off. Would have given him the victory if he went with him instead of Homer. But that is the way the cookie crumbles in fantasy football. Also, if he would have played Zach Moss, he could have played Derek McKinnon. He could have played anybody else pretty much besides Homer, and he would have gotten the win. But uh, Josh Allen has come back to earth, and that is kind of summary of that game, I guess. Uh, Avery does some gargling of the nuts of the fantasy football guys, and he has come away with some victories this year that are quite questionable, to say the least. On to... What would Breezes do? I think he had the biggest score of the week. Congratulations, Dalt, 156 to Danes at 106.9. Let's see here. The highlights of this game. Um, Dalt had a 40-point outing from DK Metcalf. That dude is really, really good. 14.8 um, from Ebron. That's definitely more than you what you're expecting for, so that's awesome. And then once again, Geo and Jamal Williams. Fat outings as your backup running backs that you plug and play with the other guys hurt. So, obviously, that is nice. And then for Dane's team, I mean, 107 isn't great, but, you know, it's how it goes. But, I mean, his two number one players both did, you know, 25 apiece, Kelsey and Kamara. You love that, but the rest of his team, a little bit of a downfall, um... Sitting Lamar Jackson looked like it was actually a good play, but Derek Carr was not the right play. Um, Lamar Jackson had 14, so it wouldn't have mattered. But Derek Carr with 12 is not good. So, good week by Dalt. Good victory. And then on to game of the week, I guess. Uh, Not really. Uh, Two-point ball game here from uh, Andy and Jake. A fat 96 to a fat 94. Talking about squeaking one out with Abe, this one, I mean, this might be even more impressive. You know, two-point victory. Um, Brandon Ayuk, MVP of this one, 23 points. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot of scoring. Alan Robinson was the only other 20-point scorer in this entire game. There was two people that scored 20 points for these teams. And... Uh, I could have given Jake a little bit better advice here, but he's a huge Colts fan. I don't know if you guys knew that at all, but um, he started T.Y. Hilton, and that did not go well. Could have started anyone else on his bench, and he would have won. Would have came away with the win, but huge Colts fan, loves T.Y. Hilton, and uh, that uh, big downfall. Huge downfall, actually. So, sorry about you, Jake. I guess I couldn't have, I could have told you to just not even think about starting him, but... Also, a huge Colts fan over here, so I had a lot of hope. That is uh, that is the Week 8 recap. I guess we shall move on to the playoff standing outlook. Um, kind of moving away from rankings at this point. You guys didn't really send them in anyways, because fuck you guys. But at this point, the playoffs 
are coming together, so I'm just going to stick to that. Um, actually, ooh, I think I missed a game. Biggest news of the week, actually. Can we get a round of applause? Round of applause. TK gets the victory. I mean, that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'll give it to you, bud. You don't stop trying. You know, you didn't want to come in last, which, I mean, me and you are in the fucking fat race to not be the worst team in the league. But uh, you're out here wheeling and dealing, and your team looks ten times different than it used to. Um, you got the stack with Tyreek and Patrick Holmes, the Holmes, and they popped off for you. You scored 122 to Chandler's 98. Chandler, it's crazy, man. Two weeks in a row, you've had two people score the majority of your points, and you still don't break 100. So that's just not uh, not a good outlook. Dalvin Cook scored 48, and your total was 98. Yikes. So, all right, that officially wraps up the recap. Good job, Tyler. Good freaking job. All right, so back to where I was headed. Let's go take a look at the playoff picture. So like I said, me and Tyler at the bottom of the league still. We probably aren't going to go very much further up. 12 and 11. And then 10, we have Cookie Monster. Chan still has the opportunity to make the playoffs. Um, sitting here at 2 and 6. Um, his team looks a lot better this week, so he could could make a push. Could make a push. But right now he's sitting at the 10th overall team. And then going into the three, four, and four teams that are looking to make a push to go into playoffs. Got Jake at nine, Tanner at eight. Those two are kind of clumped together, about the points for the same. Um, like I said, playoff picture is still wide open, but then coming in at number seven is probably the biggest surprise of the entire league. Because everybody, I mean, I thought his team was going to be the top three points for record and everything going into the year. But Trey's team is sitting at 4-4 four and four right now on the outside of the playoffs. Definitely still has an opportunity to make it in. But right now, he is not in the picture. Going into the actual playoff picture here, we have the seedings as followed. The number one seed is Andy at 7-1 and one with a slight two-game cushion. And then the two seed through the six seed are all 5-3. and three. So no one is safe besides Andy, pretty much. And even then, Andy could still lose that bye, but the way he just squeaks out victory lately doesn't look like it's going to fucking happen. So the two seed at the moment is Dane, 5-3. and three. His points four is the most in the league. He's a, doing well. And then after that, Fuller, who actually comes in number one in the power rankings, um, he's got a good opportunity going down the stretch, playing some important games to get that bye. And my prediction is he will receive a bye. Sorry, Dane. But after that, I think those top three teams are pretty much locked into the playoffs. Granted, you know, like I said, they're all five and three, so anything could happen. But going from four to six, we got Dahl at four, Robbie at five, and Avery at six. So these are the three teams that we really need to look at when it comes to the playoff picture. Um, B 
big weeks coming up. There's a couple games where loser will fall out, winner will come in. So it's going to be different next week, obviously. I mean, we're at week nine. We have four more weeks of the regular season left. Or is it five? No. Five, because I can't do math. So, big stretch coming down, but right now, like I said, as followed, Andy and Dane with the bye, followed by Fuller, Dalt, Avery, and Robbie. And then Trey knocking on the door, as well as Tanner and Jake. So, that is the playoff picture slash rankings. It was one thing to note. Robbie, Dahl, and Ave were all at 7 through 9 on the rankings. They jumped over Trey, Jake, and Tanner to get into the playoff picture after those three teams took the L this past week. So that is pretty much the big news of how last week folded out. So I guess we shall move on to the Week 9 preview. I'm going to go ahead and start with my game. Tanner, I am sorry that... It appears you're going to have to struggle with a very irrelevant team. Aaron Rodgers dropped about a 30-bagger on Thursday night. That typically means I've got the advantage. But with the way my season is going, that's not looking good, especially since uh, I've already had to move out uh, Ezekiel Elliott, which, shit, the way he's been playing might be better for me. Um... So I did actually get some notes from Ave because we fucking recorded an entire podcast and then didn't get to use anything of it. So I at least asked him what were some notes he wanted to put in and his picks still. So for my matchup, Rogers or he said Rogers had a nice start. Not confident in Zeke against Pittsburgh, but that has obviously changed now with Pollard in, which probably still means he's not confident with Pollard against Pittsburgh. Tanner, he's not a fan of the running back situation right now. He's got Kelly and Murray as his starting running backs. That is iffy at best. Kelly has been kind of pushed out of the lineup of the rotation. Pope has taken his carries. And then Latavius Murray is more or less touchdown dependent. Um, Pittsburgh D against Dallas could make up for everything. If Pittsburgh D you know, gets a touchdown, hell, maybe even two, then I think Tanner's probably going to pull away with a victory here. Um, but it kind of comes down to his lack of running back strength. Me and Abe were agreeing on that. And we both picked myself as the winner here. But, like I said, the way this shit is going this year, I could easily lose this game still. So, Tanner, we'll see what happens. Good luck, my friend. And then on to Robert and Avery's game. The way I am looking at it, um, <laughs> me and Abe were weak about it last night. Um, when it comes down to it, I don't like Robbie's matchup or his team necessarily. So I chose Abe. I think Abe's matchups and his top to bottom starting roster is better. Um, Ronald Jones is getting pushed out of the lineup for Tampa Bay, DeAndre Swift didn't hardly get any of the work that he's seen the past few weeks. Mike Evans has made the hate list for several teams. Um, Cam Newton has been Cam Newton. We don't know what the hell's going on there. So when it comes to Avery's notes, like you said, Cam against Jets are stinking it up the last few weeks. 
Ravens against Grandpa Philly is scary. Grandpa Philly. Grandpa Philip Rivers is scary against him. So Ravens D could pull off some crazy shit because Philip Rivers has a fucking chicken wing as an arm and he could float one out there for a pick six. Um, Avery might actually get Michael Thomas back this week for the first game since week one. Could be huge for him. And then Adam Thielen makes his debut on the 72-83 Spartans. That could be huge. Avery's team looks night and day from a few weeks back. Uh, I like his running backs. He's got more firepower than he did before. Before, it was kind of just like a makeshift roster because he went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver pretty much. And the draft didn't pick a running back, I think. Oh, no, sorry. He went Patrick Mahomes first. But, so he didn't pick a running back till round four. And now he's got Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, both two first-round running backs, which obviously at this point in the season doesn't mean shit. But they both have a higher outlook than anything he had prior. Um, so Avery obviously picked himself. And I, I think I also had to go with him. Like I said earlier, I don't really like Robbie's team. Uh, sorry, Rob. And then your matchups also suck. So Avery is getting the victory for both me and Avery. Then Fuller and TK. Um Avery's notes, Devontae Adams had a huge start on Thursday night. Uh, another 30-point outing. Dude is crazy. I think he's had, uh, let me see here, start of the season with 41-point outing, and then he had a 6.6 when he got hurt, 12 points when he got back. For the last three games, 44, 30, and a 33. That is impressive. The dude is good. And then he's also got Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, James Conner, Will Fuller. Pretty good. His only issue right now has been Jonu Smith. Ever since he had that trade, there's been a huge letdown. But he's pretty good. I think he'll be all right. Um, so he has a potential of three-plus players popping off any weeks, what Avery said, which is very, very true, and at that point, you pretty much guaranteed a victory. When it comes to TK, he said he needs Mahomes and Hill to go off to have any chance at all. Melvin needs to find Pater also to be big. Um, I agree with his analysis. It's pretty expert stuff there. Like you said, though, Tyler's team is night and day. It's a lot better than it was. It's definitely not the 0-7 team to start the year. Um He's got a shot at winning this, but he just needs people to pop off. I think I like Justin Locke, Justin Jackson. I don't know why I fucking said it like that. I like Justin Jackson a lot, actually, going against... Um, hey, Des Bryant's going to play, that old piece of shit. So, uh, Justin Jackson against Las Vegas is a great matchup. They're 27th against the running backs. I think he could actually have a big week. So, this game could actually... I think this is probably damn near going to be game of the week. But with the start that Fuller had and just his team in general, me and Abe both cannot pick against Fuller here. So on to Trey and Jake. Um, Rough Thursday night for Jake, that's for sure. Uh, 1.5 from Tanya, and then I got a text from Jake that said, Jarek McKinnon, LOL, fuck fantasy football. Of course, waits to the last drive of the game to get in the touchdown, and 15.8 points after just having like five the entire game. You got to love fantasy football on garbage time. Um, Other than that, Jake's roster looks much better than it has, mainly because the boy is back, the great white hope, Christian McCaffrey. And then when it comes to Trey's team, it looks like he's going to go with DJ Dallas this week. Um, I mean, his wide receivers are stellar, Julio and DeAndre Hopkins. 
Todd Gurley's in the lineup. So right now, Trey, he really needs to get a win here with his with uh, Chris Carson and Miles Sanders out. Really needs a dub. Otherwise, he'll fall to four and five. That was kind of my point. That was gonna be one of my major points here. Uh, Avery and uh, Robbie are both five and three. Jake and Trey are both four and four. So the loser of Robbie, the winner, Ro- loser of Robbie and Avery, winner of Trey and Jake are gonna flip flop into the playoff picture. And like I said, everything's gonna change when it comes week to week here, going down the stretch. But uh, as Ave notes in this one. CMC is back. Let's repeat, the great white hope. Um, Abe, or Jake's matchups are all nice for the most part. He needs a couple players to pop off like CMC and A-Rob to have a chance with the start from Tanyan. That Tanyan start with 1.5 really fucked Jake, to be honest. Um, Trey he needs a big start from one of the few skeptical players of the week with his team dealing with injuries. Um, oh, I said he didn't need one. He got one. He got a big start from McKinnon. So that was nice from him. And then he needs Josh Allen to come get back on track because he's been a major letdown from the first three weeks of the season. He could still start Tom Brady, but I'm guessing he's not going to. Why not? So me and Avery both picked Trey after the start on Thursday night. Granted, I mean, Jake's not out of it by no means, but right now Trey is looking much better than Jake's outlook for this week. And like we said, that's huge implications for the playoffs going forward. Then on to Dane and Andy. Right now, this is probably the worst outlook Andy has had all season. And like we've been talking, motherfucker squeaks about the wins. Squeaks them out. Um, comes to Dane's team, as far as Avery's notes, good matchup for Robinson, Anderson, and Cool. Who? Oh, Cooks. Cool. Fucking jackass and cooks could result in a nice day for him he's got brandon cooks who's had three stellar games for the past outings um yeah uh dane's teams all have his really nice matchups he's got travis kelsey and kamara still i don't know if you guys remember that or not um looks like he's going with Derek carr over lamar jackson again because he's a huge colts fan and doesn't you know i think a good defense what are you talking about and then when it comes to andy's team i mean he's still got kyler murray that dude's good um, Damian Harris could be a question mark, but they're playing the Jets, and the Jets suck, so that could be good for him. Deontay Johnson is wishy-washy. He could be healthy and pop off, could get hurt mid-game, could just do completely average, so that isn't a major question there. DJ Moore has been doing better besides last week. I don't think he did shit on Thursday night. Um, as far as Andy's notes from Avery, Average a decent start from Aaron Jones, coming back from the first couple weeks off. Kyler against Miami could be scary as well. Deontay Johnson versus Dallas could be huge for him. Um, Yeah, actually, I think Miami's defense is, like, they're they're really well coached, and they actually have some decent players out there. So Kyler Murray, I'm expecting him to have an awful week of 25 points. So, LOL, because that's just what he does. He can miss fucking 30 throws in a row and still score 30 points in fantasy. So after all that, Avery picked Dane. My my brain's telling me to pick Dane, but just from the way Andy squeaks him out, my gut is telling me Andy's going to win this game. Just because. Just because. And then on to the last matchup of the week, we have Dalt and Chandler. 
the kooky monster. Another big, big uh, fan or playoff implications here with Dalt at the uh, four seed right now at five and three. And if Blakely loses this one, that's pretty much all she wrote when it comes to making the playoffs for him. So right now, um, yeah, I mean, Chan's team looks ten times better than it would it used to. Just the past couple weeks, I mean, they've shit the bed really bad, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. The major question mark for him is Nelson Aguilar. Um, as far as Avery's notes on him, he has a nice-looking team this week. Dalvin has a potential to freak at any time, as we saw last week with his 48-point outing. Edmonds is a really nice play with Drake out for a bit. Deshaun could have put up nasty numbers against Jacksonville. Uh, when it comes to Dalt's team, I think David Montgomery has a good game. Very interested to see how A.B. does in his debut with the Bucks after some long time off. We were talking last night. I think yeah, week three was his last game last, last year with the Patriots. So he hasn't played in quite some time. So that's going to be something to watch. You could tell that uh, Dalt is a huge fan of him. So this game, I think behind... Uh, Behind Fuller and TK, I think this is the game of the week. Um, yeah, like I said Nelson Aguilar is the only question mark on Chance team this week. I, I mean, I really like Chance team now. They look like they can. They're set up for a push. Um, and then when it comes to Dalt's team. I guess Drew Brees was banged up this week and like not fully practicing, and then they're playing Tampa Bay uh, with some windy weather. That could hamper him. Jonathan Taylor has been a letdown. We don't know I mean, what how the carries are going to be split up. Baltimore's defense is good, so we might not even be able to run the ball very good against him. Montgomery, like Avery said, I think he's going to have a good game, and he's got DK Metcalf. Marvin Jones has come on as of late, granted, I mean, he only had three catches, and two of them were touchdowns last week, so uh, he might be a touchdown-dependent kind of guy. Um, so, yeah, me and Avery both came to the conclusion that we picked Chan to win this ballgame. So, that is that for the Week 9 preview. And since this is a shorter podcast all by myself, I figured I would pay homage to Fuller, who had the idea of making a little betting preview at the end of the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and give some lines that I think are a little bit tasty. Um, let's see here. I went ahead and got some up. So I think uh, Seahawks minus three. Um, I think so. Let me see here. I think they're, yeah, they're at Buffalo. And Seattle, I think Russell Wilson is 10-0 and against the spread or 9-0 and against the spread when heading east. And they're minus three. I think they're probably going to lay a fat whooping on the Buffalo Bills. Um, I got Denver at plus four. I like the points that they're getting there against the Falcons just because the Falcons suck. And that game could end up being a decent little shootout. Um, I mean, the Broncos are like a good, bad team, I guess you'd say. I I guess the Falcons are too. So that that game might be interesting. Um, And then I have Houston taking the points at minus six and a half. Jacksonville sucks. They don't even have Minshew anymore. And I think Deshaun Watson is just going to pick them apart, probably score a lot. And uh, that's that for that game. And then I also like Las Vegas at plus one at the Chargers. I think they're probably going to win that outright. 
Um, their team is, I mean, they're pretty good. Last week, that that game was shitty against the Browns because of the weather. Wind was crazy, but um, yeah, I'm going Las Vegas plus one. And then I am taking New Orleans at plus four and a half. I think they're kind of getting slightly disrespected. Granted, I just talked shit about Drew Brees and the weather, but um, plus four and a half at Tampa Bay. I think that's probably going to be come down to a field goal to close the game pretty much. And then I've got Detroit plus three and a half at the Vikings. Vikings are coming off a big win against the Packers. They're probably going to have a letdown week. Detroit is having Stafford play. So, I mean, they, I don't know. They're a competitive team, and the Vikings aren't very good themselves. So I think uh, going Detroit, why not? And then I had a lot of uh, plus points, so I just decided to take another one of the favorites. So Washington at minus 2.5. I think the Giants suck, even though they gave Tampa Bay a game last night. Um, Kyle Allen is throwing the ball to Terry McLaurin, so I think Washington's going to score a little bit more. Pick them at minus 2.5 at home. Over-unders, um, I stayed away from the Colts and Ravens bet in general just because I have no fucking clue. I don't like betting on the Colts, but I am going to take the under at 48 there just because both defenses are really good. Um, when it comes to Texans and Jags at 49.5, I chose the over. I think that both defenses really suck. Jags will probably find some garbage time points, and then the Texans are just going to lay a whooping on them anyways. So I think 49.5 over is good there. And then I chose Saints and Bucks under at 50 and a half. Like I said, I think the weather is going to be pretty windy. Both quarterbacks are going to be old as shit. Whoever's arm falls off first loses. Um, yeah, under 50 and a half there. And another point, I'll, uh, I'll give Fuller here a little shout out. What is it, week two or three when we play the Vikings uh, on the podcast he was on here saying, Dallas Cowboys cannot cover to save their life. And they are actually on the verge of starting out with the worst team against the spread start in NFL history. They're about to go 0-9 against the spread, and right now their spread is at 14.5 against the Steelers. So, I mean, yeah, that's good teams cover, terrible teams suck, and Cowboys suck. So, yeah, a little solo podcast action this week by myself. Um, That pretty much does it. I guess I can give a little shout-out to the – I think there's like one or two of you guys, I think, went to IU. I guess they're like a football school now or something like that. A little fat dub against Michigan and Penn State. They're going to make a run at it or what? I mean, congrats, guys. You guys are fucking good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that shall do it for the Week 9 podcast of the Champions League. Good luck to all the teams that are in the playoffs. Sorry, Tanner. I had a fat start. Even though I'm irrelevant. And then Abe also wanted to say, fuck you, Boils, because he doesn't want to lose to you. And that is another fat implication on the playoff picture. That will do it. Um, Everybody go home, take some fat hash rips, and chill. So we'll see you next time.